about time this hotel got a new lift. That time I got a new job, too. This must be old Dump will send me nuts. And what's the number of Lady Portlock's room? 24. Yeah. Number 24. Morning, Lady Portlock. Yeah, still asleep, the old trout. Shall I draw the curtains, Lady Portlock? I hope it isn't too light for you. I brought you porridge, bacon and eggs. Lady Portlock. Lummy. She's dead. The BBC presents A Case for Dr. Morell. The first in a new series of half-hour adventures by Ernest Dudley with Cecil Parker as the famous Dr. Morell and Sheila Sim as his secretary, Miss Frail. Episode one, Alarm Call. There is no doubt uh, that the criminal is a split personality, his mind unbalanced as a result of subconscious forces uh, which constantly urge him onwards towards self-destruction. Dr. Morell. Uh, what is it, Miss Shawcroft? Can you repeat that last point? I'm afraid I missed you it. You keep on missing what I'm dictating. I'm sorry, but I'm so tired. Working late last night and having to be here again at the crack of dawn. I'm perfectly wide awake. But it's all very well for you, Doctor. You're just a human dynamo. Mm. Well, uh, let us proceed. I, I must finish these notes today. It's most important. I hope you aren't expecting me to work till midnight tonight. Well, if necessary, why not? Because if you're a machine, Doctor, I'm not. And if you think I can go on like this, slogging away at all hours, you've got another thing coming. Now, Miss Shawcroft... I got here at seven this morning and you expect me to In go on... In point of fact, it... Miss Shawcroft... You were five minutes late. Listen to you. No wonder I'm the umpteenth secretary you've had since that Miss Frail left you. You're just not human. That's your trouble. Well, I am. I'm not made of clockwork, and I'm fed up with you treating me as if I was. So good morning to you, Dr. Morell, and goodbye. Uh, uh, obviously suffering from a persecution complex. Now, uh, where are those notes I was checking? Ah, uh, uh, here they are. Mm-hmm. Oh, doubtless that will be Miss Shawcroft returning to apologize. I suppose under the circumstances I shall have to accede to her plea to be reinstated. Uh, so you've changed your mind. Hello, Dr. Morell. Miss Frail. Did you think it was someone else? I, uh, well, I, I was expecting Miss Shawcroft uh, returning to finish her work. Won't you come in? Oh, I'm so glad you found somebody who who also doesn't mind working all hours. Uh, yes, yes. We'll go to the study. You're sure I'm not disturbing you? Indeed, no, no. I'm eager to know to what I owe this unexpected pleasure. Uh, please uh, go in. Sit down. Thank you. Yes. Well, I was under the impression that you were happily employed in Bournemouth. Oh, no, I I've left Mrs. Padmore. She's gone to live in Dorset with a widowed sister. Uh, you mean you've come to ask if you can return to me in your former employment? Oh, no. Oh, no, no, I... I'm sure you're Miss uh, Shawcroft, did you say her name was? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sure she's taking care of you very well. Uh, yes, quite. Uh, no, Doctor, it's, um, it's Baroness Beauville. She's dead. Whom did you say? She lives at the Wigmore Hotel just down the road. I worked there as secretary to, to the manager. So near, Miss Frail, and you hadn't been to see me? Oh, I'm sorry, but uh, I haven't been there long, and we've been awfully busy, but about Baroness Beauville, look, um... Could I tell you on the way? You want me to come to the hotel? Yes. 
Yes, that's why I rushed round to see you. Her death is a bit of a shock. Uh, shall I get your hat and coat? That's very kind of you. I haven't forgotten where you keep them. I'm gratified to know that you cherish some memories of me. Here you are. Now, if we could hurry. Thank you. So you're at the Wigmore Hotel? Yes. Uh, frankly, I don't care for it over much. Don't you, Miss Frail? Oh, could we please hurry, Dr. Morell? But of course, my dear Miss Frail, certainly. I mustn't keep you waiting. This is the Whitmore Hotel reception. Very good, sir. I'll send the papers up to you at once. If anyone wants me, I shan't be available for half an hour. Very good, Mr. Winter. When will I be here? Miss Frail's been gone about ten minutes. Ah. This is Dr. Morell, Mr. Winter. I'm so glad you've come. Only too happy to oblige, Miss Frail. We'll go up to the Baroness's suite at once, Doctor. Miss Frail has put you in the picture. Yes, Mr. Winter. I've told him what's happened. It's on the second floor. I'm afraid the lift's a bit antiquated. It was a new floor waiter who made the sad discovery. He says he went into Baroness Burville's suite by mistake and... What time was this? About a half past seven. I went up immediately, of course. Baroness Burville had obviously been dead some time. Heart attack, I suppose. Oh, poor thing. Here we are. Doctor? I'll lead the way. Have you informed the Baroness's companion, Miss Frail? Um, Mademoiselle... Uh, oh, her name eludes me for the moment. Mademoiselle Roland. No, I must do that. I'll phone her at her flat. Well, here we are. I lock the door, naturally. This is the sitting room. The bedroom's through here. And uh, the Baroness was found exactly as you see her now. Oh, dear. Mm-hmm. Yes, I see. As you surmise, Mr. Winter, she's been dead for several hours. Heart attack, of course. Uh, that is a matter which the post-mortem will decide. These appear to be sleeping tablets by her bedside. Mm, the bottle's half empty, and the top's been left off. I had observed that. Doctor, you, you don't mean that it's... It's what, Mr. Winter? You don't think it's suicide, Dr. Morell? Not necessarily. Oh, you think she may have taken an overdose of these tablets accidentally? I say that it is not necessarily suicide, Miss Frail. Oh. Oh, I see. Thank heavens for that. Why should you seem so pleased? I'm afraid I was thinking of the scandal attached to the hotel. I'm sorry to appear so callous. But it's your duty to have your hotel's good name at heart. Well, that's why Mr. Winter sent for you. Well, these tablets are doubtless of the barbiturate class. I know Baroness Beauville didn't sleep very well. The effect of a small dose of barbiturates are unharmful, but the deceased external symptoms suggest a coma which could have been induced by an excess of the drug. This glass has some milk in it. Well, doubtless she took her sleeping tablets in it. Nothing has been touched, Mr. Wintown? Uh, nothing. But if it's an accident, I... Oh, uh, shall I answer it? Thank you, Miss Frail. Oh, I, I'd better pick it up with a handkerchief. <laughs> Well, of course, if it makes you feel any happier. Hello? Baroness Beauville, your alarm call. Oh, it isn't the Baroness, but thank you. The Baroness asked to be called at 8 a.m. It's 8 o'clock now. Oh, it's only the switchboard, Doctor. Uh, Baroness Beauville's alarm call. Shall we go back to the sitting room? Yes. Very well. The Baroness? Oh, what's happened? This is Mademoiselle Rollin. Monsieur Winter, is she... Uh, this is Dr. Morel. I'm afraid that the Baroness... I must go to her. She's dead. 
I know she's dead. Oh, what an awful shock for her. Uh, will she be all right, Doctor? She is best left alone in there. Uh, for the moment... It... What is it? Well, this French novel here, open on the table. These sentences penciled underneath. Et maintenant, la dernière de mes amis est partie. La vie est vide. Je reste seul triste et seul. And now, the last of my good friends has departed. Life is empty. Only I remain sadly alone. Brilliant translation, Miss Rowe. How should I manage without your invaluable help? Oh, Dr. Morell, it's nothing. I notice that the book is inscribed to Anthony Winter. Any relation of yours, Mr. Winter? I... I am Anthony Winter. You knew the Baroness well. The inscription is worded with some affection. I met her in Geneva. She stayed at the same hotel where I was studying the hotel business. I see. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, she helped me to get this job as assistant manager here. She happened to know one of the directors. I understand. I wonder if I might have a word with the waiter who discovered the body. Of course. I'll find him at once and send it along to you. Thank you. Oh, poor, poor thing. Are you all right, Mademoiselle Roland? I... I had a strange foreboding when I left her last night. Foreboding? What time did you leave? Just before she retired to bed. About quarter to nine. I prepared her milk, set her alarm clock for 8 a.m. as usual, and left her reading. Would that be the alarm clock that was by her bedside? But, yes. You omitted to notice that it has stopped at three minutes past nine, precisely, so that it must have failed to ring as you set it. But that's... It's never gone wrong before. Doctor, what time did the Baroness die last night? I should estimate at between 10.30 and 11 o'clock. Oh. I just wondered if it might have been at the same time as the clock stopped. It is all so strange. My premonition, the clock stopping, and then early this morning I knew something was wrong. That was why I hurried here. Well, Mr. Winter was going to telephone you. You want to see me? You are the waiter who found Baroness Beauville dead? Yeah, of course I am. Uh... I never knew it was her then. I, I thought it was somebody else. How did you come to make the error? Well, you see, I'm a bit new around here. I, I, I was supposed to take Lady Portlock's breakfast in. Who has a dog? Yeah, yeah, a sloppy-looking thing that scratches the paint everywhere. I mean, I got her sweet mixed up with this one, that's all. Number 24. Morning, Lady Portlock. Still asleep, the old trout. Shall I draw the curtains, Lady Portlock? Yeah, I hope that isn't too light for you. I bought your porridge, bacon and eggs. Lady Portlock. What? Lummy, she... She's dead. It must have been something of a shock for you. Oh, yeah. yeah. It certainly gave me a turn. Anyway, I rushes off to find Mr. Winter. No one saw you come in? No one saw you go out? No. What is the number of Lady Portlock's room? Why, it's, uh, uh... 34, Dr. Morell. Yeah, that's it. It's on the floor above. And you mistook this suite for hers? <laughs> I know. It's, well, just one of them mental tricks. I understand. Well, will that be all, sir? You may go. Thanks. Dr. Morell, I have just thought of something. What is it, mademoiselle? This book. It was the one the Baroness was reading. I had already noticed it. But you have seen where it is open. It has been underlined in pencil. Et maintenant, la dernière de mes amis est partie. I know, yes, I know. Miss Frail very kindly translated. Then, do you see the significance of it? Not especially. Well, what is it, mademoiselle? But do you not know? Baroness Beauville has been very depressed these last few days, ever since she received news of her brother's death in California. 
He was her last surviving relative. Don't you see, Doctor? Oh, you think that was what she meant when she underlined that in the book. That is exactly what I mean. I'm sure she did it deliberately. Dr. Morell. If you will take a glance, Miss Frail, you will see that there are many other passages in this book similarly marked. Oh, may I look, Mademoiselle Waller? Of course. Why, yes. Yes, this page is marked. And, and something underlined here. I'm sure with your excellent command of the language, you will agree that these other marked passages have no significance. La maison est tranquille maintenant. Le soir descend. Yes, it, it's obviously just something she marked for reasons of her own. A form of eccentricity in which many readers indulge. It is true the Baroness was becoming a little eccentric. Now, I'm sorry that I have been rather sharp with her lately. Ah, oh, well. Oh, people can become an irritation. Ah, oh, but one should not let them get on one's nerves. Only, I try to be so businesslike myself. I know. I once heard the Baroness saying to Mr. Winter how very efficient you were. Thank you. But I should not have overlooked the fact that she was old. Her mind was a little woolly. Well, I'm sure you looked after her very well. Oh, I should have been more even-tempered. But my nerves have been a little on edge. Oh, poor Baroness. So, Dr. Morell, it seems that it was an accident, all right. You see, Mademoiselle Rolla, Mr. Winter was a little worried, too, that it was, uh, that the Baroness... I am positive that she did not take her own life. How do you know? When Baroness Mobile found that her alarm clock had stopped so that she couldn't be sure of waking at her usual time, uh, she asked the switchboard to give her an alarm call. She would hardly have gone to that trouble if she was about to commit suicide. Of course. It was an accident. That's what you mean, isn't it, Doctor? She took a second lot of sleeping tablets, forgetting that she'd taken some before. It was not an accident, either. What? But it must have been. Never in all my experience have I known anyone to take an overdose of sleeping tablets by mistake. It is a popular notion, but in fact it is invariably a premeditated act. But you, you just said it wasn't suicide. Quite, Miss Braille. Then, if it wasn't an accident, and she didn't take her own life... One other conclusion only remains... Murder. Murder? But this is madness. Who would want to murder her? Dr. Morell. What is it? Listen. Listen. There's someone in the next room. I can hear moving about. As if it is somebody. Doctor, it can't be. The Baroness? It would be most interesting, not to say a miracle. Oh, I'm frightened. Who can it be, Doctor? One way to answer that question is to go and see. Doctor. Yes, Miss Ray? You don't know who it may be. I find your concern for my welfare quite touching. There is someone. Don't go in there, Doctor. It would appear to be unnecessary. Whoever it is, is coming out here. Ah, there you are. Mr. Winter. We thought it was... Why, did I startle you? Well, we heard someone in there. Well, I, I thought I heard the sound of somebody myself as I passed the bedroom door in the corridor. I went in, but it wasn't anything. Forgive me if I scared you. Uh, there is always a natural explanation for what might appear to be supernatural. I met the waiter. I hope you got all you wanted out of him, Dr. Morell. He was most informative. Good. I asked him to bring some coffee. You're very kind. Thank you. Mr. Winter, I'm, I'm afraid that... What is it? Has something happened? Oh, it's too dreadful. The Baroness, Dr. Morell thinks that she was murdered. What? I don't think, Miss Frail. I know. Well, this is simply ghastly. What do we do? Telephone the police. The police? But, uh, well, I mean, how do you know it's murder? Who did it? Uh, come in. 
He was at the same hotel I was at before I came here. At Geneva, in Switzerland? Yes. Well, well, how did you know? He happened to pass on that information to me just now. Did he? Did he happen to mention that he was kicked out because one of the residents complained about him? That that he'd stolen some money from her bedroom? I rather fancy that had eluded his memory. I'll bet it had. Although, I must admit, nothing was proved against him. The woman was an eccentric and may have made it all up. That's why I kept quiet when he came here for a job. Well, that was very generous-minded of you. But he's a shifty-eyed specimen and not even a very good waiter. What else did he have to say? Well, his story was exactly the reverse of yours. According to him, it was you who left under a cloud. He told you that? Well, I I don't let it concern you unduly. I've already dismissed it from my mind. It has no bearing on the present situation. Yes, that's all very well, but... You can explain the matter to the manager and leave him to take whatever action he thinks proper. Yes, but there's something else. My reason for being in Baroness Bovier's bedroom just now. You said you thought you heard someone. No, it wasn't that. The truth is, I saw the waiter go in through the door from the corridor after he had left you. Indeed? I waited round the corner until he came out again. Then I appeared, pretending I hadn't spotted him. And what did you discover when you yourself went into the bedroom? Oh, it seemed the same as it had been before. But what was he doing there? I thought it suspicious. Only I didn't want to mention it before the others. Quite the model of discretion, Mr. Winter, aren't you? What was he nosing around for? Possibly merely because he's inquisitive, with a tendency towards the morbid, not an unusual or unknown characteristic. Oh. Oh, perhaps you're right, Doctor. Miss Frail will inform you that I make a practice of it, Mr. Winter. And do you have to call in the police? Certainly. Yes. Yes, I suppose you must. Now, if you'll forgive me, I must go down to reception. I'd better get something done about that Wigmore Hotel, reception. Good morning, madam. Yes? Certainly a table for two. Good morning, madam. Oh, good morning, sir. Can I help you? I uh, I wonder if you could let me have the Baroness Beauville's mail. I am Dr. Morell. Oh, there weren't any letters for her this morning. No? no? I just looked under B. There's nothing. Just look again, will you? Why, I... The pigeonhole B. Oh, there is a letter there. I must have missed that. And it's for the Baroness Beauville, too. Oh, it's nothing important. There you are. Thank you. Only from a theatre agency. Excuse me. Wigmore Hotel reception, yes? Oh, yes, sir. We have your reservation for next Thursday. Yes? I'll tell the manager. Good morning, sir. Oh, wasn't there something else, Dr. Morell? Tell me. Uh, did the Baroness arrange about her alarm call last night with you? That's right, just before I went off duty. What time was that? Just after nine o'clock. She phoned down that her alarm clock had gone wrong or something, so would I give her a ring at eight? Was that her usual time for getting up? I didn't know about that. When she spoke to you, uh, did she sound quite normal? Oh, yes, ever so normal. She didn't give you the impression that she was at all upset? Oh, no, she was perfectly ordinary. Has she ever arranged for you to give her an alarm call before? No, not that I can remember. Oh, she may have done that with the night porter. He takes over when I go off. Thank you. Only too glad to help, I'm sure. Well, in that case, perhaps you'd do just one other thing for me. What's that, Uh, Just get me Scotland Yard on the phone, would you? Ah, there you are, Dr. Morell. The coffee's just arrived. Good. Shall I pour you some? I was just about Oh, that's all right. 
There you are, Doctor. Thank you. Find out all you wanted from reception? I think so. And the police, you told them... We've had a word over the telephone. Dr. Morell. Yes, Miss Trail. There's that look on your face. Indeed. It may be some time since I've helped you with your cases, but I haven't forgotten that expression when you know the answer. Do you know... Doctor, you haven't drunk your coffee. A pity, my dear Miss Frail, that you've not lately had the opportunity of lending your assistance in my investigation. I have missed working with you, I must admit. You flatter me. Uh, Had you been, you would have appreciated the trend of my studies of the criminal mind, which have led me more and more to the conclusion that I've reached, uh, which is uh, that a murderer, uh, to take an example suitable to this case, is possessed uh, with an inner compulsion forcing him to destroy not only his victim, uh, but himself. How fascinating. Your coffee, Dr. Morel. Yes, it's getting cold. Do go on, Doctor. Thank you, Miss Frail. Uh, one manifestation of this inner compulsion is the criminal's obsessive urge to return to the scene of the crime. By so doing, he may thus reveal his guilt and so accomplish his self-destruction. Now, concerning Baroness Beauville's murder, another characteristic emerges... It was revealed to me by the contents of this letter addressed to the Baroness, which I've taken the liberty of opening. It's from a ticket agency, acknowledging a phone call yesterday, cancelling two tickets for tonight's opera. Who cancelled those tickets? Who but the person who knew the Baroness would be unable to attend because she would be dead? Who, in fact, but her extremely efficient secretary? Oh, no, not for what? Yes, you, Mademoiselle Roland. Winter! Stop her drinking that coffee! Where was her ruler? Oh, Mademoiselle Roland! She's collapsed. Oh, Mademoiselle, what's happened? You're too late, I fear, Miss Frail. I saw her earlier in that mirror there drop a poison capsule in my coffee. And from the almost instantaneous effect, it must have been prussic acid. Oh, Mr. Winter, it's uh, Scotland Yard. Oh, the police, I... Oh, why? It's Inspector Hood. Hello, Inspector. You remember me when I was with Dr. Morell? Hello? This is Dr. Morell's house. Oh, hello, Inspector Hood. Yes, I see. Thank you. Goodbye. That was Inspector Hood, Dr. Morell. They're holding the post-mortem this afternoon at five o'clock. Thank you, Miss Frail. Mm. Quite like old times, answering your phone and chatting to Inspector Hood at Scotland Yard. It's very kind of you to come back here with me. I wanted to see that you had a good cup of coffee. I suppose I ought to be returning to the hotel. That was awfully interesting, what you were saying about why a person commits murder. I'm glad it appeals to you. All borne out, too, by what happened. Mademoiselle Roland did destroy herself. I suppose Baroness Beauville had threatened to cut her out of her will or something. A possible motive, Miss Frail. That will be cleared up by Scotland Yard. And to think that she might have murdered you. Her last desperate throw. Mm -hmm. It convinced me, of course, of what I had up till then only suspected. But uh, you said it was the letter from the ticket agency. The fact that she'd cancelled the tickets was proof. On the contrary, uh, the tickets were there. Mademoiselle Roland hadn't cancelled them. I merely bluffed her into thinking that she had. Oh, Dr. Morell, that makes it even more marvellous. Oh, I simply can't go back to that musty old dump. Well, as it happens, Miss Frail, I rather fancy Miss Shawcroft may be leaving. Oh, Dr. Morell, 
It would be wonderful to work for you again. That was the first adventure of a new series featuring Ernest Dudley's famous character, Dr. Morell, and, of course, his secretary, Miss Frail. The artists taking part were Dr. Morell, Cecil Parker, Miss Frail, Sheila Sim, hotel waiter, Sidney Taffler, Mademoiselle Roland, Tonya Byrne, Anthony Winter, Hugh Manning, hotel receptionist, Molly Rankin, Miss Shawcroft, Kathleen Helm. A case for Dr. Morell was produced for the BBC by Leslie Bridgemont. Thank <laughs> you.